1: Today's Gospel uh, in John is part of a section called the Farewell Discourse. It's the longest speech of Jesus in the Bible. You know, it's uh, hard to say goodbye. It's hard when someone we love leaves us. And it's hard when we leave people we love. We know that in our life experience of people going away, but especially with death. It was hard for Jesus and his disciples. So Jesus has a lot to say here because it's hard. And these words in this very long discourse are filled with tenderness and reassurance It begins with these words, do not let your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled. In my Father's house, there's many dwelling places, and I am going to prepare a place for you. And I will come back again and take you to myself so that where I am, you also will be. Golly, how beautiful is that? What kind of reassurance if we believe that? He's preparing a place, and all he wants is for us to be with him. Oh, my. He says in our gospel, I am going away, but I will come back. I'll come back. And whoever loves me, my Father and I will come and make our dwelling with him. Friends, where does God dwell? In you. You are the dwelling place of God. You're his dwelling place. Think on that. Pray on that. Receive it. Dwell in it. And just how close is he? As close as your breath when you breathe. That's the nearness of God in your life. This gospel is about God's absence and God's presence. And we all know what it's like to feel God's absence. And in this gospel, he wants us to be reassured of his presence, regardless of the circumstances of our life. He says, uh, it is better for you that I go, because if I don't go, The advocate will not come. It's in the discourse. What an extraordinary line. What could be better than having Jesus with us? It's better that I go, because if I don't, you won't receive the Holy Spirit. The breath of God. His breath. Friends, how intimate is breath when you breathe? That's the Holy Spirit breathing in us if we're just open. That's why it's better that Jesus go so that he could be with us in an even more intimate and globally reaching way on this earth. He sends his spirit, who's also our advocate. Do you ever have children or nieces and nephews or somebody you care about? Aren't you their advocate? How do you sit on the sidelines when they're playing baseball or soccer? Like this. How do you talk to them about school or their social life? You're like this. You're pulling for them. The Holy Spirit is pulling for you and me. That's what's given to us a God who's on our side, who we breathe and stands with us throughout everything in life. And he's the wind of God, the power of God, the energy of God to make this Christian life possible. We're not orphans. For we're not orphans. You know, in the first reading, there's this line. I don't know if you picked it up. It said there was this big controversy. Say, the Jewish people were becoming Christian, and you know, should they follow the Mosaic law? And they didn't know what to do, and they were arguing. It says there arose no little dissension and a bit debate. That was a polite way of saying they were probably at each other's throats. <laughs> First-century people were animated, and they were going at it. Things were already in this church kind of like being pulled apart, so they had a synod to work it out. But here's the thing, friends, this, this writing, reading is like 40 years into the church. It didn't take long for things to start getting difficult. It's like the Bible is saying, welcome to the permanently messy life of the church. There's always going to be a mess. We're in a mess now. Where is our hope in the mess? You know, we're only going to work it out so much in our heads, so much in our understanding and our efforts. But the way we work it out it's the Holy Spirit that is given to us in the mess. This is real, friends. This isn't some little nice theological Trinitarian teaching. It's the Spirit given and with us. I love this line in the first reading, it is the decision of the Holy Spirit in us. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit in us. Who talks like that? Nobody. Imagine if I came up to you and said, well, it's the decision of the Holy Spirit in me that this should happen. How could they talk like that? Because the Holy Spirit was a real person, active in their life, and they were convinced the Holy Spirit guided them in this mess, and they worked it out. The same for you and me in the messes of our life, in the messes of our faith, and in the messes of our church community. Friends, we are not alone. And we don't work this out alone by ourselves. We don't work out this faith, this life, by willpower, by positive thinking, by being, you know, reading the right books. No, we work it out by being members of the community of faith. So we pick it up by encountering the very dwelling of God in our life in a personal way, and by receiving the Holy Spirit. Friends, dwell on this. Think on this. Pray on this. Remember, I said 20 minutes a day. Think that you're the dwelling of God and he is as near to you as your breath, pray that the Holy Spirit would come alive in you. Come, Holy Spirit, come over and over again and see what happens.